All right, so we're going to play a game called um, Fruit Salad, which, yummy, yummy. Father, fun fact, I'm pretty sure a Central grad made this up. If well, not, I had never heard it until he was helping with <laughs> our youth I did not know that. So what's going to happen is we are all going to pick a fruit. Let's, I'll, I'll be kiwi. I'll be watermelon. I'll be tomato. Okay. So we are going to send a sound around to anybody we want by using different voices um, and stating our fruit. So to accept the fruit, you're going to say your fruit name. To send it to someone else, you'll say theirs. So I will get us started. Kiwi. Watermelon. Watermelon. Tomato. Tomato. Watermelon. Watermelon. Kiwi. Kiwi. Tomato. Tomato. Kiwi. <laughs> Kiwi. Watermelon. Watermelon. Kiwi. <laughs> Kiwi. Watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tomato. Tomato. Kiwi. <laughs> All right, let's get it. <laughs> I have to eat that salad. <laughs> Welcome to Quarantine. My name is Lauren. I'm Athena. And I'm Father David Kidd. And what I would like to share with you is all our wonderful sponsors. And first, of course, is Awaken Nation. And this is a great way through media events and bringing people the truth through beauty. You can go to awakencatholic.org forward slash donate. And you can get a premium month by following that link. All by the cup price of a cup of coffee. The second awesome Advertisement for us is Halo Catholic Meditation app to help you find peace, which we're all in search of, and grow in your spiritual journey, meaning grow closer to God. You can go to hollow.app forward slash awaken. Thanks, Father. That, You're welcome. That's the link that will give you the premium. Oh, yep. Scratch okay. that. My <laughs> it's bad. Okay. It's okay. We do it again? No. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. We're good. We're all good. Right. So today we are going to be talking about handling our worries and um, not knowing your future. Hashtag stressing. Yeah. Yes. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I know when I was in high school, that was like a big thing was like trying, especially when you're thinking about college, like trying oh, to figure yeah. out like where, where do you go? What do you want to do? Um, what degree are you going to get so you can go do what you want to do? Um, and I don't think, I think I was like a junior and everyone was like applying. And I remember sitting there like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't, this is weird. Yeah. I remember um, when I was going through colleges, I mm -hmm. literally like just went through Google and just like was searching different things. Cause I didn't really know what like major I wanted to go into. So I realized that I wanted to go to Bowling Green. And so um, once I figured that out, I went through the entire list of majors and I was like, no, 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, no. Like, and yeah. And that was stressing me out. Cause I was like, I really don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. And you don't have to know that. Just know that. You don't have to know that. Yes. Yeah. One of the things I give advice to for like uh, seniors, um, those entering college, is I'll say, take 
classes that you find interesting mm-hmm. or that you have a desire or love to know more about. And if you start taking classes like that, you're going to begin to actually find a major then that you want to pursue, mm-hmm. that you have energy and a drive and a zeal to follow after. Um, we, I think we often put the career at the end and we say, that's mm-hmm. where I want to be, which is good too, right? But we may begin to quickly realize, <laughs> I don't like doing and studying any of that stuff to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but it may also help us give us the drive to say, wow, if I want to be that, this is the work I have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big thing for this too, like thinking about your future is um, it's very hard to not be in the mindset to plan. Like you just want to plan, plan, plan. Like I'm going to be with this person. This is what they're going to look like. This is, you know, what eye color they're going to have. And um, then you're like, this is going to be my dream job. This is the house I'm going to have. And then when you get to the point of um, a crossroads or something in your life and you're like, well, none of that happened. And then you're like, well, now I'm broke. Like I'm shattered. I'm broken because none of that actually happened. And I really wanted it to. And I think we like as humans, I actually just had this talk last night with one of my teens. I think we want to put everything in a box, right? Like, so like in, in this, this is our career box and this is how we're going to get there. And then this is our school box and we're going to do this. And then, you know, for marriage or what I want my, my future to look like that goes in this box in relationships. And when we do that, I don't think we realize we're doing this, but we're, we're actually fighting God like every step of the way, because in our heads, we already have a plan, whether or not we're saying out loud that we trust him and we want his will, um, we are automatically telling God, like, like we had a, a deacon who just shared a homily that was, it literally like blew my mind. But he said, when we're saying the, our father and we're asking thy will be done. And he like got into the microphone and he goes, are we really asking that? Mm. Do you really want that? Mm. And like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm praying it. And he was like, are we actually asking like, God, your will be done? Mm. Or are we sitting there and saying, God, thy will be done? except not that way and not that (laughs) way. And I don't want that. I want it to go this way. So when we're putting things in boxes, we're automatically causing more stress in our life because we're telling ourselves this is the way it has to be. And then when God brings someone else into your life or opens up another opportunity, um, we automatically shut it down, even though that might be God's will for us to go through that experience Mm -hmm. because we're like, nope, not in my plan. I've got these steps and this is where I have to go. And that doesn't fit in any of my boxes. Yeah. We have to know how important it is to trust God with your life, not parts of your life, your life, like your entire life, relationships, jobs, um, literally anything in your life. Um, you need to try to offer that when it arises, like offer each part of your life to God and say, I entrust this to you. I entrust this to you. Um, because when you actually name it and when you actually say it, that this I'm giving you control over in my life, that's very important. And I'm going to give an example. So I am the youth minister at St. Joe's mommy. Um, it's my home parish. I was a weirdo. I went to school and this was my dream job. Like people ask me all the time, like, what would you be doing if you worked your dream job? This is it. I would be hanging out with teenagers at my home parish every single day. I love it. Um, But I actually applied before. So like I was, I passed up an opportunity to apply when I was in college and I was like, oh, I'm, I, you know, and something was telling me to to apply. Pretty sure it was God. But Mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, no. I'm still in college. I can't do that. Then um, an opportunity arose again and I was like, I'm going to apply. And I thought for sure, like I had it. So I was like prepping myself. I was like, I've got this. This is going to be my gig. This is going to be great. Okay. My gig, not God's gig. Mm. My gig. This is going to be great. And someone who did not have a theology degree like I did got the job. 
Um, I'm actually really good friends with her now. But at the time, it took a really hard hit for me. So when the job opened again, they reached out. And actually, one of the ladies at the church asked me to apply. And I was like, absolutely not. Nope, not doing it. I'm not doing that again. Because in my heart, I felt like I was supposed to get it the first time. Like I was supposed to get it that first time and it didn't Mm -hmm. happen. So I'm done. The job opens again. And I pray about it because they reach out again. They're like, just apply, just apply. And I I went to my husband and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to apply. I'm not going to get it. Like, don't worry about it. And the week leading up to my interview, I literally just prayed. And I was like, you know what, God? This is what it's supposed to be. And my husband at the time, granted, is a youth minister somewhere else. We had made, that was kind of like our promise to each other. If one of us was a youth minister, the other one would never, like, we wouldn't do that to each other because you wouldn't have a life at home. So he's like, all right, you can, you know, go for your interview. And I'm praying about it and praying about it. And I left the interview with a job offer. And I remember going home, like, I remember driving home in silence. I don't do silence. I'm driving home in silence and I walk in the door and my brother-in-law and his girlfriend were sitting there and they're like, how did it go? And I was like, I think I'm supposed to take this job. (laughs) And like, I had no, like, that was not in my plan. My plan was not to go back to St. Joe's to become a youth minister. Like I actually was researching like health insurance and working on like working from home and opening up my own daycare. Like that was what my mind was like, this is where I need to go. And this threw me for a whole loop. But like, it has been the most beautiful adventure and it's been hard sometimes, but like if I would have closed off and said like, okay, God, I'm not, I'm not going to trust you anymore because what I wanted didn't happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I'd be watching a bunch of toddlers and probably all of my hair would be out by now. <laughs> That'd be a sight. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm honestly in like a similar kind of situation just with like this specific job because I I've talked to Athena and like, she'll know that like, this is not where I thought I was going to be either in being a youth minister in this position. Um, I always wanted to be an event planner um, and work at an aquarium. And me too. I still kind of (laughs) do. I'm not going to lie. I still kind of do. But I um, interned for Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students. And Um, once I got that internship, I was like, I need to work for the church in some way, some capacity. And, um, God led me here, opened this door and it was wide open and just pushed me into it. So, um, that's how I ended up here. But if I wasn't open at all to any of that, I like, I wouldn't be here either, which is crazy. And that's the key, right? Is being open. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so when I was in high school, the last thing I wanted to do was become a Catholic priest. (laughs) What I wanted to do, and I shared this with the priest who asked me to consider possibly maybe becoming a priest. I said to him, here's what I want to do, Father. And I told him, I said, I want to go to Ashland University and study political science and economics because I really like that. I thought that'd be cool. And, you know, and part of it was a process of really trying things out, just being open to things, right? So taking classes that, you know, I never would have thought of dating a girl, a girl, my dreams that I never thought, you know, that I would do. And it only helped. Right. And just being open to the people God placed in my life. I still remember, you know, when I after my middle of my freshman year in college, I joined the Ohio National Guard. So a year and a half later, I'm in the middle of a desert in in Kuwait, (laughs) You know, where it's hot and 120 degrees. And all of a sudden, there's another priest in my life asking me to consider God's call to become a priest. And I'm like, son of a gun. (laughs) I I traveled like 9,000 miles away and it's still coming after me. That's awesome. And it's like the Lord does that, doesn't he? Yeah. But it's, it's being open to what God has in store rather than just saying, Lord, 
here are my plans do my will. Yeah. And I, right. I think that also just means like when you're when you're open, like truly open, that also means that there's going to be some really good friendships or relationships yeah. in your life that are going to end. And that doesn't mean um, this is literally a conversation I, I had last night. This is weird. Um, kind of feels like a dream, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that those were bad for you. It doesn't mean that like God wants you to suffer your whole life. So he's going to take all the good away. But it does mean that like he is he's putting you into things so that you can grow so that you can become who he needs you to be. So like for me, I'm so glad I didn't get the job the first time because in high school, um, I still was very like I still knew a lot of the teens that were that were going through life teen from my experience in high school there. In high school, I wasn't always the nicest. So like if I would have started then. I don't think I would still be a youth minister. I think that the teens there um, would have seen through kind of that fake persona that I was semi-living during that time um, versus going through that heartbreak of like, I didn't get my dream job. Mm. And, you know, working with, um, I went to a job where I was working with um, kids with disabilities and that was beautiful. But like, I grew in that mm. a lot, a lot. I was called to grow a lot in that and it was hard. And and that I think is what, prepared me for ultimately what I wanted. And it's what God had in store for me. I just had to be open to the path that he wanted me to take versus the path that I wanted to take. So were you a mean girl in high school? (laughs) Um, so it it depends who you ask. I wouldn't say mean. I just like, I, I was the gossip queen. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a little bit flirty. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say mean. I was oh, okay. very judgmental, though. I didn't always like voice it, but like in my head, I'd be like, like I was at, I was at high school or at church. So I would be like, I can't believe she wore that to mass. <laughs> she know Jesus can see her. Um, instead of like, I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. Um, so a lot of growing, a lot Ooh, of growing wow. happened. That's see, awesome. I think that's so cool um, when we can look back in our lives and when has some, when something happened and we were like so distraught in that moment that we didn't get something or didn't work out the way that we wanted it to. But where we are in our life right now, it's like you completely see how God was working in that moment for your good and like for the better of your life. And we often are like, we're trying to figure out what is God's will, right? Like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Right. Mm -hmm. And God makes it as simple as do my will, which is to love me with all your heart, mind, and soul and to love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes what you're supposed to be doing is doing your homework. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what you're supposed to be doing is being at practice. Sometimes Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing is praying when you're at mass, right? right You're living in the moment, right? And, and that's so important too, because then we're like fully committed to what God has in store and what he's going to place before you so that we're open to doing his will. And that does mean that you actually have to pray about it. So I think like for some of us, it's really easy to say like, I'm open and he's not talking to me and I'm trying to talk with him. But like sometimes that means literally sitting in adoration and just staring at Jesus like face to face and being like, what the hell? Like what's happening? You know what I mean? And having that conversation like, I don't know what you want and I'm here and I'm trying and and that's okay. Like you can go in frustrated with God because he already knows what's on your heart. So if you go in and you're like, everything is rainbow and butterflies, like he's going to know you're faking it. And it's like, 
I don't know about you guys. I don't like talking to people that fake it. Like I call them out on it because I want to know the real. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus is the same way. Like he doesn't want the the rainbows and butterflies. He wants you to show up yeah. and he wants you to actually talk with him. And we can't tell you like what that looks like for you. And we can't tell you how to trust the Lord. Like I would love to give you like, here's your to-do list. And by the end of this, you're going to feel super confident that God will never, ever like abandon you and that your life is going to be great afterwards mm-hmm. because I don't know what that looks like for you. It's different for me. And it's something as humans we struggle with every single day, no matter what our vocation is. But if you pray about it and you have those conversations, even if they're two minute conversations where you're like, Lord, today sucked. And I don't know where you were. (laughs) Right. Like, because sometimes that has to be our real conversation. The more that we have those conversations, the more that we're going to rely on the Lord. And I always challenge people when they tell me like, well, God, let me down. Okay. Well, look, actually, like, look back at that time somebody else let you down. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was yourself. Maybe it was a friend. So look back and see how God lifted you back up because I promise you it happened. Yeah. And to not shy away from like asking God what you want and what you desire, Mm -hmm. because, um, that's like, God gives us desires for a reason. And it's important that we express those and like still say that, but say it in a way, like, this is what I want. This is what I desire. But I want it to conform to your will. Like I want your will to be done in my life. So um, whatever that looks like, like do your thing. And that was for me so important when, you know, I was at a crossroads, I was in the middle of college, you know, was dating someone, but I still felt this real desire that something more was being asked of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Lord, I don't know what that is, but please tell me what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. And whatever it is, give me the strength, give me the courage to do that thing you're calling me to so that when I know what it is, I can actually follow through on it. So ultimately you have to trust, you have to pray, right? Because you can't just trust the Lord and then not be in communication with him because you won't actually trust him. And also never, ever, ever forget that God does not want you to be miserable. So even if you're in a moment where like this sucks, this is really hard. God is not calling you to a life of misery. He's never going to look at you and say like, I know you hate children, so I'm going to make sure that you are working in a preschool where every kid is like wiping their snotty nose on you, right? Like he's not, he's not going to do that. He knows what your gifts and talents are, and he wants you to live a beautiful life using those. But in order to do that, we have to stop putting ourselves in boxes and putting our future in boxes. And we literally just have to give it up, like give it up. And look for those signs. So like you make a decision on something, right? Look for those signs that that God is validating that decision, right? So look for, hopefully, you're experiencing a peace of mind. There's a real joy, right? There's unity. There's not division. Um, Look for those signs of fruits, really, of the Holy Spirit at work in that decision. And if you've made a decision, you know, and, and maybe it's not necessarily going well, stick through it till you get out of your low. Maybe you're like feeling depressed or sad. Wait till you get through that and are on the up end before you make before you decide to change course or do something else completely. Get through that low before you decide what you're going to do. Yeah, and make sure like when you're making decisions to like talk to friends and family cuz they'll they'll be able to give you some more light into that too and like God put those people in your life for that reason too. And I think the note I want to end on is also remember 
that we are not made to live a comfortable life. So there are going to be lows. There are going to be hard times. That doesn't mean you're not following God's path. You were not made for comfort. Comfort. You were made for greatness. Yes. So so that probably means you're actually following the path that God yeah. designed for you. Exactly. I also want to end with a quote from Padre Pio because I think he's perfect for worry. Go for it. Um, yes. So he says, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> oh, we got to do the ads. My bad. Let's see if I do it better this time. Awaken Nation, <laughs> media and events, bringing people to truth through beauty. You can go to awakencatholic.org forward slash donate. And you can also go to Hello, a Catholic meditation app to help you find peace and grow in your spiritual journey. Go to hollow.app forward slash awaken and you get the first month for free. Awesome. awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you. See you all later. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.